I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Max. And I'm Skylar. Recently, we decided to start watching Bob's Burgers to see what it was all about. And it didn't take us long to become completely obsessed with the show. But one of the things we love the most about the show is the brilliant end credit sequences. Which is why we created this podcast. Each week, we're going episode by episode to talk about the elaborate end credits. We're excited to have you join us right here on Bob's Credits. We'll make sure the Bob's Burgers end credits get the credit they're due. All right! Hey, I just met you, and this is Cuckoo, but here's my number, chip chip a Yes, you made it rhyme. Oh, yeah, I had to because I tried singing it to myself with crazy in there. And it, it was did stupid, not, right? Yeah, yeah it, wasn't, um, it wouldn't have worked. And hey, Cuckoo works. It's the, mm-hmm. same, it's the same word, right? I love that song. I have no shame in saying that if it is on, I am happy and oh, I am dancing. I don't care how many times you've heard that song. That thing makes you want to dance. Y'all, do you remember when it was huge and everyone was making videos, like viral videos, and Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez made like a video with all their famous friends and it was like a peek inside their life? I don't remember that at all, but wow, what an era we're talking about. I'm going to show with it to you. With that song. With that couple, when they were babies, we've come so far. <sighs> wow. How do, how do we even get out of that conversation? I could talk about, what did they call it? What were they called? Sabieber? Sabieber? Yeah. What, were, what was Sa- their celeb? Sabieber? Justina Gomez? Just, Justina? Justina? Selena? Oh, okay. But, okay. Celustin? Oh, I love it. I like Celestin. I, I could talk about them all day. I just, I find it so fascinating. Remember how lovely her cooking show was on HBO oh, at like the start the, of the pandemic? And we oh were like, my God. oh, this is just what we need. Soothe my soul. And she was like pretty clumsy in the kitchen and it just made you love her even more. Yeah. She has this big, beautiful kitchen, but she doesn't know how to cook. And she's kind of learning with these fancy chefs and <sighs> it was great. Just I loved that That was show. also an era. Yeah. So many pandemic eras. I can't believe how relevant Selena Gomez is in my life. It's true. Okay. All right. That's enough Selena Gomez to start this podcast off. Chip chip a everyone. Before we get into all of the good stuff, well, this is good stuff too. We have a new patron to thank. Ooh, and fun. we have to burger pun their name as things go. So Michelle Valdez, thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon. We hope you're enjoying all of the bonuses we have over there. Moving forward, Michelle Valdez, you will be known as 
than the shellfish Valdecadent burger. Ooh. It comes with like a fancy shrimp on top. I, I'm going to say it comes with a seafood tower on the side. Oh. Like decadent seafood? It has to be a tower, right? Yeah. I, I mean, that does not seem within the budget of Bob's burgers, but good luck. Well, he's not great at budgeting. Well, maybe he needs to cash the check that he is receiving in this coming episode if he wants to pull off the seafood tower. Great segue. Anyway, thank you, Michelle. Our Discord community has already welcomed you, I've seen. If you want to join us and Michelle, that's patreon.com slash Bob's credits. Wow, that was good. You're really good at that. And I just want to say one more thing. Uh, we used to ask for this all the time at the end of episodes, but I'm going to ask for it here. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, if you've been listening to the show, leave us a review. It takes a matter of seconds. It means so much to us. It gets uh, us kind of like out there in the Apple Podcast world. Five stars. You could just say something like, I love this podcast. Perfect. Perfect. We um, do love reading your reviews, though. We do. We we text them to each other when and we're like nice. not together, and we read them to each other when we are together. Yes. I'm like a quiet observer of podcasts and, and influencers' YouTube channels. Like, I'm not someone commenting all the time. So if you're one of those people, it's so lovely to, like, know, like, put a name to a listener when we see those reviews. So it's like, oh, Jen. Yeah. Shall we get into some Skylar Sides? A.K.A. The facts before the fun facts. Dish it, girl. We did it right this time. Although that was like our second take, but no one knows that. No one knows that. They do no, now. They do. Oh, yeah. We're Y'all, bad at this. Hey. The actor that plays Zeke. Yes, Bobby Tisdale. Wanted one of our t-shirts, so Zeke is going to be re- repping our merch. We just sent that out. If you want to match the real-life Zeke, head over to our shop, bobscredits.com slash shop. We'll post those pictures as soon as he's wearing some of them. He, he got the one that has, like, Zeke's name on it. Uh, made my day. Yeah. Anyway, so let me let me dish it. So this is something we've talked about, but so it's more a confirmation. So I have confirmation from Lauren Bouchard. Directly. Not directly. Directly. I, Let's I say wish. directly. Let's say he called you up, played a little ukulele, and sang this to you. I think Lauren Bouchard might make my, if you had a dinner party and could invite anyone, who would it be? Oh, that's a great one. Like he would, he's the perfect guest. Yeah, he seems delightful. Because he's kind. Sure. Funny. Yes. And so much to talk about. Just pick his brain. Okay, him and Selena Gomez. Him and Selena Gomez are definitely... Let's put this officially out there. Selena Gomez, we know you're listening. Lauren (laughs) Bouchard, we know you're listening. Come over. We're going to have a dinner party, please. We're going to have have a seafood tower. Biscuits here. (laughs) If you want a pet biscuit, this is is where you got to find him. Lauren, Selena Gomez is going to be there. Yeah, and Selena, Lauren Bouchard is going to be there. (laughs) Okay, okay. So, I have confirmation. We talk about Burger of the Days and the chalkboard from the show a lot on this podcast. And there's so many of them. And we kind of hypothesize, like, are interns writing them? Is it the person that's assigned the episode? I'm the only person who thinks interns 
was writing them like writer's assistants, but just going to throw that out there. Okay. It has been confirmed that the writers are the people who have to write the burgers of the day. So Nora. Nora Smith. Our, so the our right, crush. Yes. The writing staff comes up with the burgers of the day, Lauren said. And Nora joked, but I don't really think it's that far off. She said that they write thousands of them a day. Obviously, that's hyperbole. But she said that a lot of them are thrown out. Mm. Which is so interesting because I would think at this phase, you're like, I, I don't care. Just put one up there. So it's interesting that it has to be... I'm sure it has to be very Bob-esque. I'm sure it has to sometimes tie to the episode. I see that a lot. Yeah, there might be a little criteria. Yes, and it ties to Bob's emotional state, too. In the movie I saw, one was between a rock and a hard place was one of them. I forget the actual pun. I just find it interesting that a lot are thrown out before they find the one. That It just shows you how much... Attention to detail and how much they love this show. But it sounds like Nora Smith is like the ultimate pun master. She tosses out a bunch. Well, they were being interviewed together Uh because it was the movie. So I think all of them. Yeah, I'm sure all the writers do. But it it reminds me of um, On the Good Place. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many, every like store Mm -hmm. in The Good Place has a pun name and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And one of the writers... And producers, Megan Amram, who's very funny, but they said that she's like the go-to for the puns. Like she was just like a pun machine and would just like spurt out hundreds and they'd pick like the top five that were the best for like episodes. that would be you on a writing staff hey, for sure. if anyone wants to hire me to be a pun machine, I'll do it. I have one more not fun fact, just delightful little dessert. Okay. okay. Oh, we said it at the same time. Here's a quote from... Gene. Eugene. I love when you call him Gene. Me too. I would describe myself as a method cartoon character. So if you come up to me while I'm doing Gene, good luck getting me not to joke around as a little boy. Do you need me to sign this mortgage? Uh Uh-oh, I can't. I'm 11. I love it. He's amazing. And I want to do that even without voicing an 11-year-old boy. Yeah, can't do it. Can't do it. Sorry. What about this mortgage? Nope, I'm out. Should we get into a little Bob Hunter Max pun? Let's do it. I mean, we're all warmed up with puns. We are warmed up. Skylar, your first pun is the Mad Flax Curry Road Burger. Bob. Yes. Okay. Your next pun is the Boba Feta Burger. Max. Yes. Yes, he was trying to trick me by tricking me and then double tricking me. I give you the eyes. Is this going to be is this going to be the week? These thighs cry every night for you, burger. <laughs> Serve chicken thighs. Max. Yes. So many that reasons why that I know is, it's uh, you. The, that that song just suddenly got so much more sexual. These thighs <laughs> cry every night for you. These thighs did it did it do. Oh, I think I feel chip chiparoo coming on. <laughs> And your final, like you, (laughs) let you do it. Your final pun is the lost in yamslation burger. Frick! Oh, I was so gonna go four for four this week. Bob, 
Yes. Yes. She did it, folks. I did it. She did it. It's been a while, but she is four for four. She's doing a dance. Should we get into the episode? Yes. Okay. Skylar, can we have the title and synopsis for season six? Episode 15, please. The title is Protiki Contiki. When Warren, Bob's old friend turned billionaire, decides to invest in the restaurant, the whole family is thrilled. Until the tiki theme enters, Bob is not having it. Meanwhile, Gene has to give up his bedroom for Warren, which he, of course, makes the most of. This episode came out on April 24th, 2016. It was written by John Schrader and directed by Brian Loschiavo. Let me first say that, is this an attack on islands? The... franchise burger joint that is island-themed. I'm going to say based on how much they draw from real life, like Trader Joe's, the, what's it called? Something Feed, the place that Linda works with the shrimp balloons. I didn't think about that, but I think you're right. If you are not familiar, familiar with islands, I was not until I moved out to California. Oh, really? Okay. And I grew up with it pretty much. I've never been. Oh, in where I grew up in the valley, it was like one of the spots. Tell us. Tell us all about one of the, it. Look, there wasn't much to do in the 90s as a teenager. Not honestly. in the valley. Yeah. So like restaurants like that were where you went with your friends and islands. You know what? The burgers were great, from what I remember, mm. but it was very island-themed. The servers wear Hawaiian shirts and, like, khaki shorts. And yeah. they had all the fruity drinks, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. See, I understand why Bob is having such a hard time, besides the, like, kitschiness, which is so not Bob. I don't necessarily want a tiki-themed burger. Like, there's, like, do not put pineapple on there, my burger. I remember there being a t- pineapple burger for sure. I don't want a mango slaw anywhere near my burger. So this is a hard concept. So d- would they do like Texas themed burgers there? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, Texas, like in California, it's usually like they put like barbecue sauce on it. And, and maybe cheddar some and rings. bacon. Yeah. yeah. But like that doesn't match the theme. Well, See, I mean, not everything could be island stuff. That's uh, what you're, I'm you're saying. Limited. Yeah. I mean, the fact that it's still around is hilarious to me. But I think more, it may be a little attack on islands, but more more so it's an attack on themed restaurants as a whole, kind of, and taking away from the food and focusing more on themes, which those usually end up being the franchise restaurants that are in every city. Do you have a themed restaurant where either it's like, it's so horrible that you love it or that doesn't bother you? I think a lot of theme restaurants fall into that for me. Like, if I'm going to go to a theme yeah. restaurant, it's because I'm like embracing the horribleness of it. Like, something like the Rainforest Cafe, you're going there because you want to see, you want to be eating your meal while there's like fake lightning and thunder <laughs> and there's an animatronic gorilla over your but shoulder. The food there can't be that good. I used to beg my mom to go there. I yeah. know what mine is. That's what the, I mean, that's what they're trying to do is get you in there and get you to drag your mom in there. This is mine. No matter what you say, no matter what you do, medieval times will be the best idea I have ever heard. That is, that's a little bit different in that you're going to watch like a show. It's And it's true. less about the food kind of. It's whereas true. Whereas a themed restaurant is more just kind of like there's just theming around you. You're not really watching anything. You're there for dinner. Yeah. So I, I separate those two. Okay. Understood. Yes, chef. 
Yes, chef. Heard, heard, chef. Heard, chef. Everyone, um, go watch the bear. This is probably like not news. It's anymore. not hot anymore. Yeah, <laughs> by the time this comes out, but still, the bear on Hulu FX. Let's talk about this episode. Yeah, I thought we were. We are, but we got on a little. Okay, so Warren, Bob's friend, wants to invest in his restaurant. Restaurant. I don't think either one of them is wrong necessarily, because as we were just talking about, these theme restaurants do have a place in society and do take off and do franchise. Yes. And that's where you make money. And and he uses that marketing term, entry point. That yes. sounds very dirty now. Yeah. It sounds like... Um, Crying thighs. Yeah. These thighs <laughs> cry every night for you. So he's not wrong at all. But you know what I love? is he really loves Bob's Burgers. And I think one of the things that makes the show work or like take it to a next level is Bob does have an amazing product. Yeah. And and maybe one of the reasons why he's not so successful is he's not willing... To sell out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think that says a lot about him and his principles and it's endearing. Yes, and I I genuinely want to try Bob's Burgers. And let me just say, it's very nice to see a billionaire who is in an absolute shithole for once. He's really lovely. Yeah, Warren seems like a very good guy, and that seems very important to his and Bob's friendship and relationship and the arc of this episode. You know, like he's not coming in and being a total asshole and like... I love that. And they trick us. The writers trick us. What we would expect is that he's going to have changed. And so Bob pours a water, a cup of water on him from upstairs. And he's like, oh, my God. And then he, you think he's mean, but he's actually just pranking him. He's still the lovely person. I also love that this, as Linda says, Bob doesn't have a lot of friends. So the fact that their friendship remains very much in tr- intact if even stronger, was a very important aspect of this episode to me. I agree. And especially when it, they start talking about it and you hear that it was pretty much just the two of them as buddies. Yeah. And for them to have kind of like gone on these completely different lives on different ends of the spectrum almost, to come back together after all the time has passed and still kind of like be able to pick up despite the completely different lives they're living and still have this friendship. I think it's just delightful and it's so nice to see. He's great with the kids too, which yeah. is he doesn't have any kids and and he might be a little bit jealous that he doesn't have a family like Bob does. So the fact that he's just awesome with Bob's weird kids, it's like wonderful. Let's stick with Warren for a second and then we'll get into like the kids, just like the little okay. small side story. But so Warren is voiced by Chris Parnell, who you'd recognize from Saturday Night Live. He was on for a good while. But you, Skylar, last night we had something on TV that was just playing in the background. And I said, Skylar, remember this man right here. What was on TV? 21 Jump Street, the remake. The remake with uh, Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum. And who who was, what was the scene? Do you remember? Was it a teacher? Was he a teacher? It was the drama teacher when Jonah Hill is auditioning for uh, Peter Pan. Thank you for doing that, because now I have a face. That's Chris Parnell. You probably also recognize him from um, 30 Rock. He was Dr. Spaceman, Mm. who was recurring and was hilarious every time he was on. But that's where you recognize Chris Parnell. I think it's a great vocal performance. He's Like I said, he's he's lovely. He makes you like Warren. Charismatic, yeah. Warren, 
who we've heard about on the show before. He's first mentioned in Carpe Museum, which is season three. Wow. Um, Are you kidding? Yeah. Bob says something about he snuck off with him while on a field trip to smoke at the zoo. That is in front of the zebras. Amazing. I bet then they're just like, we need a freaking name. Yeah, maybe. Although it's so interesting because like Warren Buffett is a billionaire. Is he a billionaire? Warren Buffett? Yeah. 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 So it's interesting that he's a billionaire. I wouldn't. They can't have planted this character that early on. You never know. Maybe they're like the better better call Saul writers. They're just they just know, or it's like it's like Lalo. They dropped the name and early on, to, and they're like, "Oh, we gotta write. Well, we gotta his name's write." Warren. What about a billionaire? True. Yeah. Yeah. Louise mentions him again in that episode. So there's there's talk about That's Warren a lot in Carpe Museum. If you want to go back and listen and see oh my how it all God. matches up to this Warren. Yeah, that's all I have to say about Louis. Oh, Chris Parnell also co-stars with H. John Benjamin on Archer. Cuties. So there's oh, that connection as they well. They definitely had chemistry. Oh, yeah. That's They're, great. Yeah, no and they wonder. probably know each other from the comedy circles that, you know. Yeah. They, they, they run in the same circle. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Let's talk about this little tiny B story that isn't really a B story. It kind of has to do with the A story. Yes. New Jeanland. New Jeanland. His little... I used to call them pallets. Like, sometimes I'd be like, can I have a pallet tonight? And, like, my mom and dad would, like, make me a little new Jeanland bed on the floor so I could sleep next to them. Oh, that's cute. I don't know why we called them it, Unless it was, like, when you were, like, 15, but... 
It what my dad was very dead by the time I was fifteen. Oh, then even more so. That would be a little. <laughs> okay. Do you want to quickly hear my favorite? Oh, dead dad, dead dad jokes are not off limits here. Ah, uh, yeah. I think enough time has passed. <laughs> oh, she's laughing uncomfortably now. I, am I keeping this in? <laughs> I think so. Okay. Do you want to hear like a little Skylar story? Yeah. Like. Like a little Skylar story? I was like a short little. Skylar, My dad little was Skylar. alive. Got it. Okay. You said that I'm like every character in this show, but not like Louise. And I don't agree with you. When I, I was little. Yeah, a long time ago. Okay. I disagree. I take that back. I definitely had some Louise. Yeah. I think you're mischievous. So as you can tell by the palette stories, I was an only child. I wanted to sleep in my parents' room a lot. It, it was a little bit of a problem. So they had, like, banned me from their room. And I was really, really mad. So they were in their room having some alone time. Not like that. Just, like, finally, Skylar's not around. We had a hallway that goes, the wall shares with my mom's bathroom, my mom and dad's bathroom. And it was our linen cupboard. So you slide it open, and it goes into the bathroom. <laughs> Oh, my God. I'm loving this already. I'm so short. Okay. And I'm tiny. I'm like seven, eight. And I'm pissed they won't let me in the bedroom. (laughs) So I climb up into the linen cabinet and push all the linens into the bathroom side. And then I, (laughs) like a little squirrel, crawl through the linen cabinet into my mom's bathroom. <laughs> that gets better. And so then I'm pissed, okay? Sam. I love that you're so upset about it too. And this is what you're doing. No, it's just the image of me. So then I open the door that goes from my mom and dad's room to the bathroom. I open the door and I fling it open and I just stand there and I go, You thought you could keep me out. You said you thought you could keep me out? (laughs) Something like that. I just, I wanted to show them that I like outsmarted them. And how do they react? I don't necessarily remember. Probably not well. Man, it's, it's like, (laughs) I didn't know you back then, obviously, but I could see you doing that now, which is hilarious to me. Great story. Thank you. Wow. Don't try and lock Skylar out, everyone. (laughs) She will find a way in. It's like Biscuit when we lock him out of a room. He figured out how to open doors with his book. Oh, yeah. He learned that pretty early. Smart bastard. Yeah. So Gene is, has found, he lost the not it game. So he had to give up his room to Warren and he's lying by the window on this little pallet and he ends up loving it. Yes. Also, I find it funny that he doesn't sleep on the, the couch. Yeah. That's right there. But then again, when I think about sacred couch, it's probably not the most comfortable to sleep on. No. And I love this idea. It's like, there's nothing like your own pillow and your own comforter, which you could put on the couch. But anyway. Yeah. So Gene discovers that he's in the living room and he can watch TV in the middle of the night. Amazing. Probably has quicker access to the fridge, too, which is probably thrilling for him. Oh, midnight charcuterie. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, pea plant. Pea plant. The window, I feel like you could probably hear the ocean. That street down there is not busy at night. It's not like there's a bunch of traffic. It's yes. not like New York City. Yes. It's probably a great spot. It's to sleep. lovely. Like, let's just be honest. Novelty as a child, even as an adult, is so exciting. Yeah. And as a child, you can like, there's a certain point in your life where you can kind of like sleep anywhere. Yeah. 
now as an adult, I hate sleeping anywhere that isn't my actual bed. I know you do. Even when we go on vacation and we're like in a nice place, it's like, I miss my bed. I know. But we have, we have really invested in our sleeping we <laughs> situation. Do. We, we, we have said, yes, if we are going to spend on something, it is on our bed and the sheets on our bed. And it is just delightful. Max got us fancy pillows that are like good for your neck or something. I don't know. But I'm just like, whatever you want, hun. Go for it. That's something I will spare no expense on. No bedding company wants to partner with us. And and did you just hear that beautifully organic ad? Hey, if you are a bedding company, especially one in particular who we've been loving, but I'm not going to say it until they reach out to us. <laughs> so if you want to be that company, reach out to us. You know where to find us. And uh, let's work out a partnership here. Okay. Speaking of Jean, I have one scene that I just really love. When... Warren and Bob are down in the restaurant having a beer on his first night, having burgers. First of all, you never get to see Bob alone with a friend where he feels really himself and really comfortable having a beer. That was delightful. Great moment. And watching him just like pop open that second beer, like for each of them, it's like they're just having a good time down there and catching up. And then Gene calls. For this whole scene cracks me up. He's like, are you going to come up and say goodnight? Anyways, it's a ploy to talk to Warren to get him to bring some French fries to his little bed that he's made. And if that isn't what my soul is made of, I don't know what is. So you want me to bring you fries in the middle of the night. And if I don't do that, you're going to climb through the linen closet and be very upset with me. <laughs> Not in the middle of the night. Do not wake me up. But like some French fries in bed before a little TV. Yes. What did you say to me when you woke up the other night? And that you were like <laughs> murder. about murder symbols. <laughs> Do you want to know what I was talking about? We on Patreon the next morning we were going to record an episode about the Easter eggs on Patreon. So we had just watched the Bob's Burgers movie again which is I'd just been researching a bunch of Easter eggs from the movie. By the way, that episode should be... Oh, it's over on our Patreon already, yeah. Live yeah, right go now. Go listen to it. There's some amazing ones that we bet you missed. Patreon.com. Slash Bob's credits. So, researching Easter eggs. It's a murder mystery plot, the movie is. Meanwhile, I'm planning our wedding. And I found these wax seals to put on... Our invitations. So when I'm sleeping, somehow I, I'm putting murder Easter egg clues onto these wax seals. Like, that's my dream. And so Max, I guess, woke me up when he was in the kitchen. And I, what did I, what happened then? You, you called out something about murder symbols. <laughs> and then I asked you, what did you say? And you like doubled down on it. And it did not make any more sense the second time. And then I think by the third time, you're like, oh, I'm speaking absolute nonsense. So did I'm just I going to go to the bathroom. And, yeah. No, no, I'm you just, sorry. no, no, you didn't say I'm sorry. You just kind of like laughed at yourself and went to the bathroom <laughs> and went back to sleep. Wow. Lots of good Skylar stories in this episode. Anything else you want to say about the episode? I love that Bob can't do the tiki theme. I also just appreciate. We have a lot of different types of episodes in Bob's, and I would categorize this type as, and I know it's kind of in my head because they discuss this in the New York Times article about Lauren, but 
This type of episode is Bob is about to get a big break and this is about to take off and it never does. So another example of that would be, I think he has that restaurant. He has like a review that's going to come out. That's one. The cooking competition. So I think they're really important. This show is about this family trying to run this restaurant sustainably. So I love them. I do too. One thing I do want to just say that I love about the episode is how tickled Teddy is by the Aloha pineapple. (laughs) He would be though. I know. It's so funny. And then just one more thing I want to point out is that uh, another voice actor we get. Mr. Dowling, who the only reason I want to point him out is because he had played such a critical role in the the movie. Uh, we get him here again with Bob dealing with his finances and Mr. Dowling just being so mean about it. Those bank people. Yeah. Craig Anton as Mr. Dowling, by the way. Should we get into the end credits? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So the last moment before the end credits is Louise has finally gets to stay in New Zealand. I don't know if she's going to change the name of it. I would assume. And unfortunately, her plans for the evening are going to be ruined by Bob. And then we'll get right into the end credits. I think I'll check out what's on the tube before hitting the hay. Where's the remote? I hit it. No TV, Louise. What? Gene got to watch TV? Well, yeah. He's the king of New Zealand. What? Good night. I love charades. It's a fun game. I could play all day. So that last moment... Love Bob teasing her. And I love that the fact that the remote is gone means no TV. Like, there's no way she's going to get up and, like, turn the TV on and, <laughs> like, change the channels. Yeah, it's that's that's ludicrous. She has to be able to do it from her bed. That's the yes. whole point. Yes. So, great last moments. I love that Bob respects the king of New Zealand. And what happens as we get into the end credits here? What are we looking at? What are we hearing? So, before we get into the end credits, we hear this, dare I say island-esque music Mm -hmm. and then we have the classic kitchen scene except we have some differences the girls are prepping bob is cooking we have a tiki um wall sconce yeah one of the yeah one of the tiki faces hanging up on the wall kind of looks like a pineapple itself yes so we hear these like this like singing and it's warren Mm -hmm. who sang this in the episode about loving charades before he went to the bathroom. Yes. And what else happens? Who else comes in? We see Jean in a coconut bra and a hula skirt. Which he wanted to wear from the very beginning when he heard it was in Tiki theme. Naturally, yes. And he here he is. Doing like uh, some, some hula dancing to this music. And he's very good at it. His movements are very fluid. His belly is gorgeous his belly is perfect i would say yeah and so he's just going to be doing some dancing and we've got warren singing this this has now become a song and the backup vocals are being sung by that tiki head in the background like its mouth is moving its mouth is moving yes so let's let's go back and just listen to a bit to the lyrics i love charades it's a fun game i could play all day Gene can move those hips. I am so impressed by Gene. I'm impressed by the animation, the way the skirt flows, the way his hips flows. A plus. Call him Shakira because those hips don't lie. (laughs) 
Don't laugh at that. Jean would say that. <laughs> so Linda makes her appearance in the window as Jean is kind of like dancing all over the place. His back is to us now as he's still shaking his hips. And we still hear Warren singing. And for anyone who needs a refresher, they play charades together with Warren. And he's like, I love that this family plays charades. And Louise was like, we have never played charades. You wanted to play charades. It's, it's a very funny scene. Yeah. And then he goes in the bathroom and he gets a little... He's singing about peeing, and he gets pee on the seat, but he doesn't care because no one's going to know it was him, which is true, because I think in this family, most people assume it was Gene, maybe Bob. Sorry, Gene. Ooh, got a little pee on the seat, but they'll never know. Ooh, got a little pee on the seat, but they'll never know it was me. Gene turns around, he does some back hula, turns back around, and his hips go double time. So he has his hands above his head, and his hips his hips were going, and one, and two, and one, and two, and now they go, ba, 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 ba. Great description right there. Thank you. The ba, 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 ba. <laughs> yeah, and those are really just the end credits besides Warren really getting into this, into this song where here, here's everything he said. I love charades. It's a fun game. I could play all day. Then we get the backup. He loves charades. He says, oh, I got a little pee on the seat. We get the backup saying seat. Oh, got a little pee on the seat, but they'll never know. Backups, they'll never know. Oh, got a little pee on the seat, but they'll never know it was me. And the backups say, never know it was you, that pee on the seat. Love it. Those are the end credits to Pro Tiki Con Tiki. Highlights, lowlights for you? I think one of the highlights for me besides... How fantastic Gene is in this. Gene is the ultimate highlight in this. Yes. Is that this was kind of a plant and payoff situation. The dialogue told us he wanted to wear a coconut bra, and now he is. And I really appreciate that in a credit situation. A throwaway line becomes the end credits. I agree. And I also like that if we're going to assume that this is after the events of what took place in the episode that Gene was like, Dad, you know what? We killed the tiki idea before I got to like put on a coconut bra and a grass skirt. Can we put up just some tiki stuff and I can just do one one night, uh, one more night of getting to dance around and do the hula and whatnot? Totally. Maybe this is a, what is it? New, new Geneland? New Geneland, yeah. Maybe this is how they rock and roll. Yeah, you I go visit New Zealand. This is kind of like um if you're a tourist, they have this show mm-hmm. for you to see and yep. uh you get a burger. This is yeah, okay. This sounds great. I love it. I would go. Low light for me is that Gene is barefoot because <laughs> as someone who served uh oh. and waited tables for many, many, many years, I know what the bottom of my shoes look like after walking through the kitchen at the end of the shift and they were disgusting. And they smelled like vomit because it was so much mashed up food and stuff. It's It grosses me out that Gene is barefoot there. Well, now it grosses me out. Anything else you want to talk about or should we score these? I have nothing after that. Sorry. Okay. We score on a scale of one to ten H's at the end of Tina's uh. You want to go, go first? first? Okay. I'm going to give these a seven. Mm. And that is strictly riding on... Jean's hula dancing. He's, he's all the seven. 
Yeah. 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 I don't care much for the song. I like that it's like island theme and, mm-hmm. but I don't care for like what they chose mm-hmm. as the song. Like I don't think I need Warren's little like charade song that much. I'm wondering if there was, I, I kind of miss that they like, kind of like could have done their own like island song or something or some kind of island. Parakeets in my house. Yeah. Oh, I would have loved it. Like, oh, I would have loved the parakeet song to come back. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go 7.5 because I love seeing Jean's body positivity. I'm wondering, would you score it higher if Teddy was in the background having to remove all the tiki stuff that they just put up? I mean, you pop Teddy in there anywhere and I give it a little bit higher rating. Sure. I think it'd be funny if he was like, if it was like the Aloha pineapple and he kept like setting it off just so he could hear it and laugh somehow. <laughs> and it's just like, Aloha. Yeah. Maybe you just have the music playing mm-hmm. like this music, this like, um, it's very Napoleon Dynamite, by the way, just like the Napoleon Dynamite music. But like, that would be so funny. You don't even see him. You just hear him. Yeah. Like, like you hear Aloha. Aloha and him like oh, laughing. This is great. Yeah. And he keeps doing it. That would be really funny. That would elevate it for me. Yes. Agreed. Yeah, so that's our score. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Go follow us on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. Bob's credits all across the board. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Oh Hello It's Max. Follow Skyer on Skyer. Skyer. Follow Squire. Follow Skyler on Instagram at No Crying and Cooking. What else? Anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Check out the shop. Bob'sCredits.com slash shop. Max and I are so unorganized that I can't say for sure, but we are extending product lines. We are releasing new product. It should be up there now. Yeah, if you were on there and you saw like a design that you liked on one kind of item and it might be appearing on a different item too. So yeah, just check in regularly. Yes, go check that out. We're constantly like changing stuff and adding stuff. and And the most fun thing is this weekend, Max and I have a holiday merch brainstorm. I don't know about you, but I am bringing it to this meeting. Oh, I am too. Good. No question. Anything else you want to say to everyone before we get out of here? Stay tiki. Love it. Got a little pee on the seat. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 